Buzz, Buzzlings, and welcome to a scary episode of Buzz Talk. Happy Halloween from everyone in the Buzz Talk family. everybody. In celebration of the holidays, we have a little bit of a poem for you. It was a dark and stormy night. The Bears were winning, and the Patriots were filled with fright. The Pats needed help and were looking sappy. No one knew what was wrong. Not Mac, not Jacoby, not Stevenson, not Zappy. The Halloween week has filled us with fear as we wonder in what direction Bill will steer. Let's have faith that we can get it done and that the holiday season will bring cheers and fun. Go New England. And with that, I introduce your favorite host of the show, Kevin Henry. Welcome back, everybody, to the 22nd episode of Buzz Talk. I'm your host, Kevin Henry. I have three wonderful guests with me today. Matthew Violet, who's been on the past three episodes, will be joining. Uh, We'll be starting off with our interview slash discussion with Bowen Dayleader, a Bears fan who attended the Monday night beatdown of the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium. And finally, we will finish with Connor Meehan in week eight pickums. However, stick around for the end. Uh, Matt and I do have a conclusion with uh, a foreshadowing announcement. But without further ado, let's get this buzz talking. Mr. Day Leader. How we doing? You came to bury me. I come to do no such thing. Thank you for having me on, guys. It's a true honor. Yeah, of course. So uh, we're just getting started here, but just want to give everyone an update of what transpired if they hadn't watched it last night. Bowen had the pleasure uh, on his end to join that beat down in person. Uh, I'm happy. I wasn't near that weather nor that game. Uh, Patriots go Patriots lose 33 to 14, 23 unanswered points after uh, a zappy infusion. Um, zappy comes in after three drives. Mac Jones looks pretty horrid. Three of six, 13 yards, 24 rushing yards. So that ankle looked fine. Uh, One pick that did not look great. Zappy comes in, starts off hot, two touchdowns uh, quickly with good field position. Uh, He threw for 14 of 22, 185 yards, one touchdown, two picks. And then the second half started. Uh, Bowen, first, I want to get your, I want to get the just, how was that stadium rocking? How are you feeling when Zappy entered that game? And take me through those two possessions because I need to feel what you were at that time. So I can tell you now when we were up 10-0, um, I knew the game was far from over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the chance started happening for Zappy. And from my perspective, 
I was not expecting him to even come into the game. I thought Bill Belichick would stay with one quarterback. I did see a report saying he was going to go between the quarterbacks, but I thought Mac was staying longer. And after that first pass by Jacoby Myers, phenomenal, phenomenal catch by him. Better catch than throw. Yeah, the I felt the throw was a little overthrown, especially for someone wide open. Mm-hmm. But he got he got it there. Jacoby did what he did, and that stadium was electric. Mm-hmm. It was, and I felt the chills, and I was like, I've seen this before. I know exactly where this might be going. Um, then the second touchdown, great, great throw and great catch by Defonte Parker as well. Yeah. Um, but from there, that's where. This when the Bears scored again on a Khalil Herbert little side screen pass for 20 yards in the mm-hmm. I was like, okay, the Bears are staying steady. Their offense isn't flashy. Their offense isn't flashy, but they they get the job done. I felt like after that though, there was there was nothing more that Zappy shown. You know, I felt like it the offense was stagnant. I felt like. There wasn't much more going on, and I felt like the Bears were just a slow and steady offense just getting the first downs. I, from my understanding, I think the Bears got 24 four first downs compared to the Patriots' 12. And I think 10, I, I want to say at one point it was 10, I want to say 13, 14. I, I don't know the specifics, but their third down offense, we could not get them off the field. The time of possession shows that. Uh, 200 plus rushing yards. We made Justin Fields look like Lamar Jackson. And, you know, there's tape now on Zappy. And that's where you see the balls getting deflected. Put your hands up. The, the kid's not that tall. And, you know, obviously in group chats that, that you were involved in, and uh, it, it's a tough situation for Mac, right? Because he comes in and I don't buy what Bill said. I mean, by how he took him out after a horrendous interception. I mean, retrospect, it's easy to say, well, you should have just started Zappy and ran with it because uh, you knew that team was eager. You know, that the, that stadium was eager for Zappy, even when we went three and out on the first two drives. Right. So the biggest thing with Zappy was he wasn't turning the ball over as much. And that obviously did not happen. We had three turnovers after he came in uh, two pretty terrible interceptions. But at that time, the game was already over. Um, I think the Matt Eberflus took a page out of the Ravens playbook and they watched what they did on film because Lamar Jackson had a tremendous game in Foxborough and they kind of ran the same thing. I can only imagine what that stadium was like after halftime. I mean, it, it, it was dead. It was clearing out. And that's kind of what I want your perspective on as well. You know, after halftime, going back into going into the second half, I, the stadium, I felt like a lot, there was still some hope in there, but by mm-hmm. the end of the third quarter, it, people were leaving. People were booing. It was it wasn't a, a, a atmosphere I'm used to when when working when being around New England Patriots fans or Boston Celtics fans, any New England team. You know that's not the atmosphere because it's a winning atmosphere. Is what it is. So this mm-hmm. was this was a shocker to me. Um, and um, yeah, the second half, I just there was just nothing good coming out of the Patriots. The defense, it they ran a lot of zone, and I felt like cover man on man coverage should have been more utilized, especially with the Bears' weapons on offense. Yep. Um, and 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 they the Patriots should probably knew going into the game we're going to run the ball. Right. That's what, that's what we do. We run the ball. We have the most attempts I think in the NFL for rushing attempts. And right. Because you know that our passing game isn't the best. So but we still ran the ball very efficiently. And that's kind of a, 
that just makes it just so much tougher for the defense to get off the field. You know, those third downs, those third and ones, you know, it's just, it was tough overall, but that atmosphere, I'll tell you what, the fourth quarter, it was, it, you could hear crickets. Yeah. That's how how quiet it was. There is even like, even towards the end of the game, like I, the stadium was half empty. It was, it, it got, it got, people were leaving quickly and it, it was really like a turn of offense. And I thought personally, like, was putting Zappy in the right move or was it going to be this result either way? Do you, you know, it's a lot of questions that, you know, that the Patriots will have to just, the answer in the future, but I'm very curious what's going to happen next week going into going to play the Jets who are have the hot hand right now, who are doing really well this season. Right. Who's going to be starting quarterback and what changes are going to be made for the Patriots. Yeah, I think uh, Bill wanted to stay away from a QB conversation, uh, QB competition. And I think after this week, uh, that is only enhanced. I, I think as fast as Mac Jones lost that job, once Zappi did what he did on those two drives, uh, Bailey Zappi might have played his way back into a backup role by the end of that game. So, um, yeah, I just wanted your perspective coming in. I appreciate you coming on. This is my funeral. I, I said it before you got on that, you know, I, I had you on as a trap. I was hoping that obviously the Celtics, um, which I'm going to get into later, went to Chicago and lost. So uh, you're two up on us so far this year. And you, I know those bear wins, especially in Foxborough, don't come often. So uh, enjoy the enjoy the win while you have it. Hopefully the bears can do something. And thanks for coming on if you have any last words. No, no, um, no, I'm just going to stay humble. I know that this was a good win for us and a bad loss for you guys, but you know, I'm not here to brag. Um, this season's still about developing Justin Fields and, you know, just looking into the future right now, but I'll stay humble. I will, you know, we all know, we all know what happened. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. I got you guys. I won't be that mean. All right, Bo. Well, thanks for your time. We appreciate that greatly. Have a great weekend and, and keep it classy as always. Thank you guys Hello. for having me on the show. Have a great day and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, brother. Well, that was uh, Bowen Day Leader giving his perspective from the game in person. Uh, just that kind of feeling and atmosphere going from such highs to lows, roller coasters of emotions. Um, you can feel it as a Patriots fan, but also uh, you can feel it from just what he was saying. Um, that was good intel. Uh, but the show must go on. The Patriots' terrible loss going into MetLife Stadium to face the up-and-coming young Jets team. And I'm not sure who starts. I think it goes to Mac. But at the end of the day, Belichick has definitely been one to hold his game plans close to the chest. And we're just going to have to figure out which direction he's going, but definitely a, a very fatal loss for the New England Patriots. I just disagree with you on that ugly interception from Mac. I thought I told you last night that is his name Brickers. Is that right? Yeah, this is this is a half glass full kind of take. And I, I guess I, do I, agree. Thought, I thought it was a beautiful interception by that man. So, you know, pay that man. Right. Well, I think, I think it was. A, I think I saw he's a rookie. I think it was his first interception in the league. So that's pretty wow, cool. Wow, that's memorable. And we can't all be. A, we can't like all be you. Player like just tapped it, you know. Right. And we can't be. We all can't be you in uh, your flag football league. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to make everyone jealous, but <clears throat> humble guy, humble guys all around. 
Anyways, the show must go on. I want to get into the NFL power rankings. I texted you off air, but switching it up. I think five was a little too small. I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of change in the top five, maybe the, the bottom four or five, but I wanted to make things interesting. I wanted to go through 10. Um, I think that'll make it a lot more fun. Here we go. At number 10, the Seattle Seahawks, four and three, with a huge win, 37-23 at Los Angeles. Uh, I think this team is up and coming. They have sole possession of the NFC West. Uh, moving on, number nine, the New York Jets. Record speaks for itself, five and two. Uh, another gritty win in Denver, 17 to nine. They have been trending up in the direction uh, positively. Cincinnati Bengals coming in at number seven, four and three. They won 35 to 17 versus the Atlanta Falcons. That offense seems like it's getting together here. I put them above the Ravens because I think they're figuring it out at the right time. The Ravens haven't looked up to standard as of late, and I don't think the defense is as good. Moving into number six, they didn't look great last week. However, they did get a 24 to nine win over the Lions. The five and two Dallas Cowboys, I think with Dak Prescott coming back, he's going to keep progressing in a positive light. I think that offense will figure it out. Ultimately, he's a great quarterback. He'll get his name back into the top 10 list of quarterbacks. And now for our top five, the Vikings were on a bye, five and one. Uh, I've been high on this team. Uh, I, I think they deserve to be at five just from their record alone. Number four, the cardiac New York Giants at six and one, another nail biter in Jacksonville, 20 to 13. Uh, if I'm a Giants fan, I, I don't know what to do with myself during the games, but they, they're a gritty team. They come out victorious at the end. Uh, and that's why they're at number four. Number three, a commanding Chiefs at five and two. Huge win at Sam Fran, who did just acquire Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, he got into Santa Clara on Friday. Obviously, doesn't really know. You know, he, he's a smart football player. That's why he played. But once he gets more comfortable in that scheme and fit, uh, they could be dangerous, but uh, definitely not a great showing overall. Number two, six and zero Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what more do I have to say? They were on a bye. They are playing at home next week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Pennsylvania game between the two. And number one, uh, I don't think it's that close right now. I think the Bills at five and one also on a bye. Uh, they play Sunday night at home against the Green Bay Packers. That's going to wrap up the NFL top 10 power rankings. Um, I'll stop yeah. you there for a second. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Thank you about to call me anyways. We'll give Kev uh, the benefit of the doubt because he's had a tough life. You forgot the Ravens. You, for our smart listeners, you could assume the Ravens were eight. You went uh, nine to seven there. But we forgive you. We forgive you. Uh, never but good at counting okay. down. Yeah, I know. You haven't been. That's why you dropped out. <laughs> Got my GED. <laughs> but anyways, um, I had a what I had to say. Uh, so, what was I gonna say? Mm, I'm, it's escaped me now. But the, ah oh man, what was it? So it, it seems like I wasn't sure. I saw some crazy stat where like, if your quarterback gets to the Super Bowl in the first two seasons, like they never make the playoffs again. Like something crazy like that. Like they never make it back again. Like some crazy stat. 
Um, obviously not true for like, a, I don't know if Mahomes made it, but all that to say, Mahomes. all that to say the Bengals are, the Bengals are real. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would good think football so. team. I, I do. I think, uh, they, they started off slow. They look terrible. Um, you know, beating the Falcons, not many teams have been able to more. So the Falcons did not cover, uh, for the first time this year. Uh, good teams win great teams cover. And the Falcons did not this week. They got their doors blown off. I think the Bengals, you know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase are figuring it out. Uh, Tyler Boyd uh, figured it out this week as well. So I think if that offense plays the way it's supposed to, they're going to be a threat. I mean, they were Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl last year for, you know, they were a good team. They weren't there for no reason. Right. So Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's kind of my take on it. Now the Bengals and Ravens, the Ravens did beat the Bengals this year, but I just think watching their games, the Ravens just don't look clean and their defense has been marginal at best. I mean, even the Patriots, if they don't turn the ball over in that game as much, they, they have, they had a chance to win even with the turnovers going on that last possession. So, uh, that's kind of ultimately how I made that decision. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then last thing, I know we didn't want to touch on it too much, but as a you know lesser football fan than you, I, I honestly don't know if I heard of Christian McCaffrey much until this trade. And now it's, you know, popping off. Um, we're hearing about it at work, et cetera. Is he that, is he that good? Is he a team changer? I mean, if he can stay healthy, sure. They have a lot of weapons there and running backs are kind of interchangeable. Some are better than others. And it just depends, you know, the best the best ability is availability, right? So uh, he he the he filled the need for the Niners. They lost Elijah Mitchell, who's a very versatile running back. He's on the IR. Uh, Jarek Wilson, I want to say his name is, uh, backed him up, and he was playing fine. But now you're throwing McCaffrey in with Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. If Jimmy Garoppolo cannot turn the ball over, uh, they're going to be fine. Now, the Seahawks' surgence is something that no one saw coming. Geno Smith playing out of his mind. Uh, and also, I want to touch on the Chargers not being in the top 10 is because they have way too much talent to be this bad. Like, their coaching, Brandon Staley, on a week-to-week basis, looks terrible. He's just not really – he doesn't seem like he can put this all together. So, that's why I kept them out of the top 10. Um and the AFC West has not looked great this year compared to the NFC East and the AFC East with the almost all those top three teams being elite. And, you know, Miami's going to be fine. I didn't put them in there this week. I didn't think they looked great against Pittsburgh, but uh, if they keep winning, uh, they, they deserve to be in the top 10. They just, after a three game losing streak Tua obviously coming back is a great story. You, you hate to see what happened to him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's no you're starting to slowly see who's you know who's going to be around for the second half of the season who's kind of starting to fall off so as you do seven eight weeks in but yeah, yeah thank well, you for answering my questions oh you about to say one more yeah last thing i mean real football you know the the good the great team separate from the good are around thanksgiving like after post thanksgiving mm-hmm. is when you'll know who's good you know who's contenders and, and who's pretenders as the uh great ed collins used to say <laughs> the pretenders but no, how about you lead us in a little bit of Celtics talk? So Celtics, uh, they are 
or I can give you a breather. Want me to give you a breather? Go for it. Give me. I'll a- give you a breather. So yeah, I've watched. I've watched uh, a little bit of the games. I saw some highlights. I don't. I don't get this whole Bulls blow out the Celtics. I mean, I thought it was a good game until I mean, ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're hanging on within ten. But I do think, um, and after I didn't, I didn't realize I saw the the box and then I watched today. I didn't realize that um, we were up by like 20 in the first quarter. Like we were were looking like invincible in that Mm -hmm. first, you know, 10 minutes. And um, I think the thing with basketball is you can lose 20. I mean, losing 25 games is a good season. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a lot of, a lot of room to make improvements and a lot of room, room to get it done. But I think that team looks awesome. Um, You know, last night was a blip. I think they look really good, especially when they're hot. Uh, my main thing is get goddamn Pey- Peyton Pritchard in the game, but I don't, I don't get it. He looks like a hard worker, but that's all I'll say. How do you yeah. think it went? Uh, unfortunately, not to uh, denote what you said because I agree. Pey- Peyton Pritchard has earned a spot in this lineup. However, bringing in the likes of of Malcolm Brogdon uh, and Derek White having a bigger role this year is going to kind of push him out. Uh, but overall, I mean. Celtics three and one. I, I had the pleasure and opportunity of attending the Orlando game, uh, which was it was honestly a great game, better than what we the product they put on last night. Uh, Tatum's looking great through the first four games: thirty-two and a half uh, points, eight point three rebounds, three and a half assists. I mean, if he plays at this rate, he's going to be in the MVP conversations for sure. The one concerning thing and. You're right. You know, you're not, you don't want to be very um, short term in the sense of, you know, oh, one game means everything. It, it doesn't, obviously, in a, a season of 82. However, the off, the, the defense is the issue. And, you know, maybe they, it's similar to the Patriots where they, they saw Chicago on the, on the schedule and kind of took it as a, as a lighter game. And, these are professional leagues. Every, everyone on that other side, your opponent is a professional and they're trying to accomplish the same thing you are. So uh, their, their defense is allowing 115 points per game. That's 17th in the league. And I'm not sure how that gets better with the absence of Robert Williams. Uh, Al Horford, you know, he's not going to play. You, you need to conserve him as, as much of a leader as he is. So the offense looks great. Uh, 116 points per game. Uh, and then rebounding is where we very, I mean, we're just getting crushed. Uh, just not, th- that's a recipe for disaster in the long term. So, not sure how they figure that out. I mean, defense is more effort, rebounds comes down to size. And I'm not sure how they, they get that done, but it seems like the games that they should have gotten up for. You know, the Sixers opening night was was a big win. We look great. Uh, everyone just needs to play their role. Brown has been a little inconsistent. You know, him and Tatum combined for, I think, 70 points uh, opening night. Uh, he, he has the shots last night. Yeah, he looked better last night for sure. Um, really, we go as far as they go, those, the, those duos, and the role players need to just fill those roles, essentially. I know that's very intellectual, but <laughs> I, it, I think it's that simple. And then you got to kind of hang on defensively until Rob Williams gets back. And even then, it's pretty scary to kind of lean on his return and his health for the success of your team. I mean, this needs to be addressed and figured out, and the effort has to be there. 
but I think they played uh, three games in five nights, maybe. So that's not always easy and they're traveling. So yeah, three Miami, Orlando, back to back night off. So yeah, three, three games and three games in three different cities in four nights. So back in the uh, day, Charles Barkley would tell you that that is soft. They used to do back-to-backs every night, every night, four or five games a week. Back I in agree. Day. Well, what do you have to say about Kawhi? <laughs> Kawhi. Oh, he's, oh, he's, I saw some interesting stuff about, he's looking at the analytics. He's looking at the stats. He, he's come, has he come off the bench every game or no? Uh, I can't answer yeah, I, I saw, that I saw he did verbatim. For the, I know. I think he did for the first game. He came off the bench. He did. I mean, he's on a minutes restriction. Uh, I, I hate that idea, but you know, it's not about the money. It's more just, I get it. You want to be there at the end. That's what matters. But mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the league we live in. You know, someone like Al Horford, sure. He's, I don't know, probably like 36, maybe 37. Yeah, yep, 36. Um, so I get that, especially what they're asking him to do. They're asking him to play the five position. So he's guarding people bigger than him, most likely on every night uh, and playing defense at the same time. And that's kind of the issue in the long term. But, you know, going forward, we'll we'll kind of give you an update on the Celtics week to week. Um, Matt's definitely a, a basketball guy, so I'm excited to, oh, to go geez, through this journey with him uh, potentially in the future. But um, any other Celtics remarks, Matt? No, I think they look good. I think I'm just looking at, at some stuff here. No, I, I think um... – they're going to have to want it. They're going to have to, we know they came to the finals last year, made to the finals and they just got beat out by the Warriors. Just like, you know, you can join, join the party. The people that got beat out by the Warriors, you know, it's an incredible team right now, but do you think this is the year? I feel like last year, Jason Tatum was a star. Does he become a superstar? Uh, He's getting the calls like one, the foul calls. So I I enjoy that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I, in all honesty, I, I, I do. Uh, just the, they won't win. They'll make it to the finals again, and the Warriors will beat them again. If yeah, if, if we don't have a superstar in this team, and uh, Jalen Brown would you know beat beat me up if you heard me talking like that. But assuming he's not a superstar as well, but like you were saying, a couple of guys, and then you know praying for a, a strong Grant Williams return. That's not going to get you there. It's going to take more than that. So I hope these guys have it. They're fun yeah. to watch. They are fun to watch. Uh, uh, a very lethal offensive team. And I guess one last thing I wanted to say was um, not to, or, or we shouldn't discredit the Bulls either, because from what I saw, that looks like a good Bulls team too. I think that, those two good teams going at it, they looked um, pretty, I, I don't, I guess I'm saying they look young because the one person I saw looked pretty young. I forget the guy with the long hair um, was kind of blown by people. I guess maybe DeMar DeRozan? long hair. No, he does have long hair. Let me oh, see. Uh, Dos, Dosunmu? Dosunmu? Yeah, so I, I forget the statistics on him. I was reading a few articles. He was leading, last leading minutes. Yeah, he he um, he um torches the Celtics every time he plays them. And I, I oh, don't yeah? know that player specifically. I know the name a little bit. Uh, but on every team he's been on, maybe it's only been the Bulls. Uh, he's notorious for playing very well against the Celtics. So uh, I guess not a surprise in the – Celtics community uh from my understanding it's news to yeah. me but he had 22 points six rebounds so no I saw I was just every highlight was him just blowing by us so no I think it was a good Bulls team and I think uh like you said not I don't know I think like you said we have a or like we've talked about we have a little bit of breathing room in the NBA it's not like oh like you're one game away from not being in the playoffs mm-hmm. like you are in the NFL but I think the Celtics like 
you know, you're crazy if you think that they they didn't lose some sleep after losing to the Warriors. They they know how much pressure's on them. They know how excited the city is for them. Right. They know what they have to do. So let's hope that they can rise to that. Let's get another ring. Agreed. Moving on, I want to touch on this the last few minutes here. The World Series stage is set on Friday. Game one gets started. The Philadelphia Phillies are going to Houston to play the, I want to say the four-time ALCS champions in the past four years. The Yankees have been eliminated, I believe, all four times during that span. Uh, I just want to throw out some stats from the championship series. Phillies go 4-1 over San Diego. Bryce Harper wins that MVP. He's He batted 400, two home runs, a game-clinching home run in game five, five RBIs, three doubles. Another player I wanted to talk about because he unfortunately left the Red Sox. We did not re-sign him. Kyle Schwarber batted 6-15, of 15, a 400 clip. Three home runs, four RBIs. His on-base percentage was 571. Moving into the Astros and Yankees series, it was a sweep. It wasn't close. It never looked close. The Yankees, once again, come up short. Uh, it's the 13th consecutive year. They will not be representing the American League in the World Series. Personally, music to my ears. The ALCS MVP, Matt. Someone close to home, Jeremy Pena. Uh, I believe he's from the Dominican Republic, but lived in Providence. Uh, he went to classical high school. He went, he played in Elmwood little league. We got to face them in States, our 11 year old year. That's when I peaked. That's how I remember it. Uh, he, <laughs> he batted 350, two home runs, uh, four RBIs. He's been a monster throughout this pro season. And then the Yankees, uh, Harrison Bader was a great addition. He hit 400 with two home runs. But they struck out, I believe, 17 times in game one. Uh, they struck out 50 times in four games. They batted 162. And Aaron Judge, for all the home runs and accolades, obviously this year is still special individually, but he went one of 16 in this series, uh, .063 batting average. So um, just some fun stats to throw out there. I like the Astros in six. However, I will be pushing for the Phils. Uh, definitely... Uh, an underrated time of the year with sports and people who don't watch baseball, I recommend you tune into that World Series. I'm tripping out right now because you mentioned that Jeremy Pena was from Rhode Island maybe last time or two times ago we spoke. I'm having some crazy, you know, I don't know, that's so Raven, whatever it may be, where I remember, don't judge me, but I used to read a weird amount of Projo because they always have Providence Journal for our non around. Maybe, maybe you didn't know that. But um, no, I used to read a bunch of Providence Journal because they, they have really good write-ups on the on high school athletes. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys mentioning, because was he our age? Or did he go to high school? He's 25, yeah. 25. So I remember seeing, oh, classical student gets drafted. And I thought it was just one of those, you know, this kid got drafted in the 74th round, that 16,000th pick that, you know, baseball players, that happens all the time. They get drafted to single A and they never, you know, even get at that sort of thing. Because baseball confuses me because people get drafted, they get drafted twice, you know, they get read, yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. It, it all depends. I mean, obviously it depends on your eligibility in college. So if you get drafted early, you can opt to not go into the MLB and you enter the draft the next year. 
I'm sure the team gets, you know, whoever drafted you gets a compensation pick or something like that. Um, but it's, it's usually a, unless you're a phenom and you're, you know, you've been talked about a lot and marketed and you're just purely talented, like Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, they still did play in minor leagues. You know, they don't just get drafted and go right to the bigs. Uh, so yeah, it's been a long time coming. I, I would imagine for him and, uh, you know, Rhode Island's been represented pretty well lately, uh, including Jeremy Pena, but Joe Mazzula, uh, Johnston, Rhode Island native, uh, Hendrickson alum, you know, that's, no one really knows what Rhode Island is, uh, especially down here in Florida. I always get the, uh, Oh, from Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, we got that in Atlanta as well. I mean, maybe people need to look at, look at a map. Look at a map. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think uh, that was just a, I'm, I'm tripping out right now. Cause I remember looking at his, I remember you guys either mentioned it or I just saw it on Projo, the Providence journal. I remember reading this kid's article. So that's pretty cool. that he's made it all the way here. So shout out roadie, Joe Missoula. You said Joe Missoula. Yeah. Boston Celtics coach. The also former disciple of Dan Brown's uncle. Dan Brown's <laughs> uncle was his coach at wow. UNC. I, Is that correct? I, no, not West UNC. Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. So I, I feel like I didn't know that. Dan yeah, Brown. Yeah. Tim, another hopefully, Tim Brown hopefully he listens to this. That'd be nice. <laughs> I'd feel a lot better yeah. about my day. Um, well, but what else? Anything you, I, I guess a little couple more, I remember you saying two, three weeks ago, you know, if the Yankees don't win this all, it's a bust. It, were these two, <laughs> were, were, you know, I kind of talked to you about not lucky, but baseball teams got hot. You know, they blow through other teams, even though they might have been losing before. I mean, we have two very lopsided series here. Were these teams evenly matched or were the winners just hot? Just kind of baseball. Phillies were hot. Um, mm. The Yankees just, they kind of limped into this series from the Guardian series. Uh, Houston's just the best team all around. They were the best team all around in the playoffs, uh, debatably the Dodgers, but they kind of fell short. Uh, another interesting one last caveat is the Yankees announced that they will bring back Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, which people, uh, I personally love it as a Red Sox fan. I've seen nothing but, um, failure from, from this group. So, uh, you know, Run it back. If those, it's not those broke, the, don't those if are it's the not broke, don't the fix manager. It. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So the Aaron Boone's the the manager, the coach of the team, and Brian mm-hmm. Cashman uh, is in charge of baseball operations. So you think that? So you think that is a coaching problem, or do you think these players just aren't clutch yet? They need to play in these moments more. That's why I think, like for the Celtics, I mean, obviously a coach is huge, but it's like I think tatum brown etc just needed more exposure in the late rounds of the playoffs and they're getting that which is why i'm excited for them yeah it's always a balance i mean the players are the ones providing the product on the field at the end of the day but the coach can minimize mistakes and you know have better game plan and you know who knows what happens inside those walls i'm not i'm not that guy hopefully one day but uh no you know it it it's, you know, Alex Coro, like we talked about a while ago, is a player's coach, right? So maybe he doesn't motivate the, you know, who knows what it is. However, he's not been very successful as a Yankees coach. You know, he's just getting them into the playoffs and they kind of fall f- flat. So whatever it is, it hasn't worked. Obviously, the Yankees organization feels like it still can. I don't feel the same way, but uh, I've been wrong before. I was certainly wrong about the Patriots-Bears game this weekend. So, uh 
exciting to, to talk about more baseball uh, in the future, but it's almost at an end for 2022. I want to get you guys back to the podcast and get into our next segment with the week eight pickums featuring Connor Meehan. But I want to take a quick second to shout out to you guys, the listeners, the loyal listeners. I appreciate it that you've been around for this journey. Uh, we got a lot in store and we do have a cool announcement coming next week. So hopefully you'll tune back in for that. But just want to give you guys a simple thank you. And without further ado, let's keep the buzz talking. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. Welcome back, everybody, to the Week 8 Pick'ems. We got a good slate. First, want to cover uh, last week's results. Uh, and more importantly, welcome back, Connor. Me and Connor, how we doing on this fine evening? Doing well. Thanks for having me back. A uh, little bit of a bounce back week. Not much. Didn't get any ground. <coughs> uh, but, you know, I think we've had we've had better Tuesday mornings as a Patriots fan. Yep. Um but here yeah. we are, still, still knotted up in pickums. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of games to be picked. Absolutely, uh, almost at that halfway mark for the year. Can't believe it. Uh, football always flies by. But to give everyone an update uh, on the pickums so far this year, uh, first off, last week for week seven, Connor and I come out with the same record. We actually split the two difference games. Uh, Connor picked the Falcons to beat the Bengals. I picked the Jags to beat the Giants. Neither of those came true, so we split. We both went eight and six. Uh, Connor is still in the lead by half a game, 62 and 44. I am at 62 and 45, so uh, it's going to be interesting. I think this week may create some separation. Not the easiest of picks this week, but uh, let's get into it. Starting off with a Thursday night game, the Baltimore Ravens <clears throat> coming off a win against the Cleveland Browns at home, going into Tampa Bay. Obviously, Tampa is on the down spiral, a three-game losing streak uh, to a third-string quarterback in P.J. Walker last week. Tom Brady looks out of sync. He looks angry week to week. I'll let you start with the Thursday night. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Um, I, uh, I don't know that problems can be fixed in three days. Uh, I think the Thursday night game is not playing in the Bucks' favor. Uh, for them to be able to get some things figured out. I think their defense also didn't look good against P.J. Walker, and I, I don't think both sides of the ball are going to be able to be fixed. I don't think the Bucs are going to be able to score with the Ravens, and I don't think the Bucs are going to be able to keep the Ravens from scoring. So give me the Ravens on the road. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for that reason, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> they're injured. That's a big thing. Their secondary is depleted. Their line has looked like shit. And I do think now we were watching these games together and the Mike Evans pass, if they complete that, I think that game changes a little bit. Not to say the Bucks don't win that game, but to put it, to take the lead in that fashion kind of changes the whole morale of that game around. Uh, and I think they were that close to potentially winning that game. 
obviously not in the long run, but um, I, I just don't live in a world where Tom Brady goes three and five. I mean, this is his worst start since 2002. Uh, the Ravens were on my power rankings, top 10. I believe I had them at nine. Uh, I think if the Bucks can get healthy, which is, you know, I don't know how, how easy that's going to be for them, obviously, but they're back at home. Hopefully they can hit the reset button. If not, uh, playoff hopes are looking grim for that reason. Uh, I think Tom, uh, figures it out. I think Fournette gets the running game going. I think Mike Evans, uh, picks himself up after last week. And I think the bucks move on moving on to the Sunday slate. Uh, we got another London game, the Denver Broncos playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Russell Wilson is expected to start. Uh, I'll let you start with this as well. I'm going to go with the Jags here. I don't know if you remember last year, they went into their, they played in London last year and they went into that London game uh, winless, I think right around this time of the year. So we're talking about the seven, something like that. Uh, fact check me for sure. But they did win uh, their first game. I happen to know the kicker who, who kicked that game winning field goal in London for their first win. I do remember uh, that. I think they've got some magic. I don't know what it is. So I'm going to go with them to get back to back year wins and, in London. Yeah. Um, gonna go with the Broncos here. Uh, I think Russell Wilson comes back. I think the Jags, uh, they do play better in London. Uh, I think if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence that you could have seen the Jacksonville Jaguars in London as, uh, their new ownership. Um, I don't know anything. I just kind of, there were a lot of articles on it. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence might have actually saved a city so far. Um, they put up a good fight against the Giants, but I, I think it's hard to pick with Nathaniel Hackett, but, um, you know, that that defense in Denver is, is good. Um, that has not been the issue. Uh, but there is a lot of – the writing's on the wall for the Broncos to lose this game and potentially implode from within – uh, a lot of people are are on the trade block, it seems like, at least from reports um, from the people likes of, of Adam Schefter and all these people. So uh, I, I do like the Broncos this week. It's just a gut feeling. Not going to be uh, – I'll be sweating these first two games out, um, and I'm sure we'll probably have different ones moving on. Uh, at the 1 o'clock slate, Carolina Panthers going into Atlanta, Atlanta – uh, tough loss against the Bengals. Uh, seemed like the Falcons showed more of their true colors. Uh, first time not covering a spread this year. And the Carolina Panthers, we alluded to that uh, in the Tampa pick. I'm going with the Falcons. I think it's a bounce back week for them. I'm not sure the Panthers can can pull out another one. Yeah, I don't have really, you know, really any strong feelings about this game. I can see it going either way. Uh, don't care – at all if there's any game that i care the least about in terms of who wins it's probably this one mm-hmm. uh neither of these teams are going to the playoffs neither of these teams have much to, to write home about but uh, i do like the falcons to get one at home again won't be turning that one on uh but give me the falcons at home okay chicago bears obviously we saw what transpired last night they looked like a lamar jackson led offense rather than a justin field offense going into the five and two Cowboys who now have Dak Prescott back another week progressed. 
that's why I'm going with the Cowboys. I think their offense starts to pick up. Uh, their defenses look great throughout the you know first seven games of the year. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy pick. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go with the, the Cowboys mainly because I'm just pissed at what the, what the Bears did to New England last night. Uh, I like Justin Fields, though. He, he, you're right. That's exactly what he kind of gave gave off last night is that Lamar Jackson Patriots struggle against running quarterbacks. Uh, not even talking about the Patriots here, though. I'm just pissed. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys uh, to knock off the uh, Bears here. Okay. Miami Dolphins going into a abysmal Detroit Lions defense. Uh, Miami gets to a back, secure the win. It wasn't pretty. I mean, the first half of that Sunday night game, actually, they looked unstoppable. Uh, Pittsburgh figured it out. However, they could not generate enough points with Kenny Pickett at quarterback through two late game interceptions. Um, for that reason, I am going with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I think this could be an interesting game. Feels like a trap game for the Dolphins. However, I just think overall they're just a more talented bunch. I'm not sure the Lions, uh, they've been tough. You know, they've had struggles scoring as of late, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the Dolphins. Uh, I agree. I'm going with the Dolphins. I think this is strictly just looking at turnover differential. I mean, Jared Goff had four turnovers, I think, potentially five uh, at the end of the game, like three fumbles, two, like just bad. And I think it's just going to come down who wins the turnover turnover battle uh, in this one. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins on the road. Hey. Moving on to the – this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Arizona Cardinals coming off a Thursday night victory at home, going into the Minnesota Vikings stadium at 5-1. and one. Uh, I've been big on Minnesota. I think they do keep the train rolling. I don't think this is going to be an easy game. Uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh but I do think it's not a primetime game. Kirk Cousins always performs when it's a one o'clock slot, and I think he continues to do so. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings here too. More of a gut feeling than anything. Um, they haven't shown, you know, they haven't shown a lot of weaknesses as far as the Vikings go. Um, so, you know, part of me is kind of waiting just to see. You know, mm -hmm. exposed. It could be this game. Uh, but as of now, I'm going to roll with the team that's been hot and, and been playing good overall football and you know not turning the ball over so the vikings there at home all right las vegas raiders coming off a big win against the texans josh jacobs uh no one saw it coming but he's now a top fantasy football running back producer uh lost me a league last week so don't love that however raiders two and four going into mercedes-benz superdome facing the two and five new orleans saints coming off a thursday night loss in arizona uh, me and I'll let you take the stage. I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Raiders here. I think they, <clears throat> you know, had a had a bye week come through at a really pivotal time for them. You know, I, I wanted four. Uh, I think it gave them two weeks to regroup, really just get back to like, you know, I don't know some of the basics, whatever they did, and put up you know 38 points, a commanding win. Looked like a good overall kind of team win. So I'm gonna roll with them to you know keep build off this momentum on the road uh, to beat a, a not great you know overall Saints team. Okay. Next, New what England Patriots. Oh, duh. moving fast today. I have the Raiders. Uh, I don't think their record shows uh, what they are. I think they're actually the second best team in that division over the Chargers. I, I do. Uh, I think, you know, new coach, new offense, well, new weapon on offense. Uh, if their defense can can keep up, 
Uh, I think they are going to have a run at the playoffs or at least making it into the playoffs discussion. I don't think the Saints are that good. Uh, Jameis might actually be coming back. I'm not sure that's going to be in their benefit for the first game he's back. Uh, But I I do like the Raiders. I think they might start to pick it up. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels, uh, he can't go out like he did in Denver. So give me the Raiders to get to three and four. Uh, I was rushing because this is a, a pivotal game, uh, at least for our uh, lives and livelihoods. Uh, New England Patriots, three and four, coming off probably one of their worst losses that I can remember. Going into the streaking New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. It's a one o'clock game. Mian, I'll let you start off on this one. Yeah, um, I don't even know where to begin. Um <laughs> I know you, uh, you're, you're, you covered a lot of this, so. I'm no, no, I, I want you to, I want you to, you know, speak whatever you have to. I, I, I this yeah. is, this is a therapy session. Yeah. You know, we don't know who our quarterback's going to be. Pretty much no idea. No idea who I want to be the quarterback. Uh, do we know the couple of Kyle Duggar and, uh, and Adrian, who is it? Adrian, Adrian Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. They, how, anything significant there? I didn't think so. Um, we also were missing Christian Barmore, which yeah. probably would have been nice as well. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think those factors will play in, obviously, for the sake of this pick right now. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think I trust Belichick to bounce back. Uh, we've seen him, you know, be more human in these types of situations where we do slide a little bit from game to game. Um, but I'm, I'm going to trust in him again. Uh, I don't like Zach Wilson. I don't think he's any good. So even if we go in with – either one of these guys and they play like shit as long as our defense kind of improves from last week i think we'll be in a position to win the game so i'm gonna go with the patriots on the road okay. what beat us last night if i ask you what do you think off uh, defensively where do you think we got beat uh we were, we can't stop running quarterbacks yep we cannot with the amount of times that we had uh, justin field dead in the rights we did sack him like five i don't even know how many sacks yeah we, we left at least five or six out there that ended up being drive extending plays. We also got killed in the margins uh, yep. so end of end of the first half uh, with them. I think it was like a 10 point swing, um, you know, with them, with them scoring before the half, getting the ball back and scoring again, that was killer. Um, and then at that point, the three and outs really didn't matter. So, yeah. Um. I agree. And also not getting off on third down. I alluded to that earlier in this episode. Um, not that Josh Wilson is a, you know, running first quarterback like Justin Fields, but he's a play extender. Um, and for that reason, I am going with the New York Jets this week. I don't think, I think everything stunk about yesterday. I think the locker room doesn't know what's going on. Jacoby Myers said he didn't know who was going to start. He didn't know Zappy was going to play. Um, I don't know if there's transparency and I'm not sure this is, uh, I felt very good these past three weeks until last night. And you are playing in a division that can't be taken lightly. I think the jets are, I'm not going to go as far as say better prepared, but I think their defense uh, can limit whoever whatever quarterback we put on the field this isn't an easy pick but uh the jets did lose Brees hall who was putting up uh offensive rookie of the year award numbers 
uh, but they did film with James Robinson and I don't feel great. We're going to have to make Zach Wilson turn the ball over. I don't feel great about us doing that. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, uh, but I think the Jets sneak one out at home, whether uh, they deserve the win or not. I, I just, I feel like this season is, is going down quickly. I think the quarterback controversy that Bill seemed like he wanted to dismiss has only uh, enhanced. I would think Mac Jones gets a start, but I can't pick. <laughs> I can't pick a game where I don't even know who's starting, and yeah. both of them are healthy. I can't do it. I don't. I don't know how to feel. Uh, but I think you, you. We were texting off air, but I think teams probably figured out Zappy, and they have film on him now. And the Bears simply just put their arms up at the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh- that I mean, yeah, I don't even know if they figured it out, or or the fact that he makes such quick decisions that every like you said, he's hands up. I think he had five or six passes blocked. But yeah, I hope you feel good if uh, if you go up by one one game this week and it's the fucking Jets over the Pats. I, I really I really hope you feel good about that. Um, uh, I I won't. But listen, I, I'll always be rooting. But I got to think with my brain, not my heart here. Uh. I picked the New England Patriots to win a Monday night game at home against the Bears. Um, maybe I'm a prisoner. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but yeah. uh, I don't. I don't see us winning this game. I think the Jets are a more to put together team right now, and it sucks to say, but I firmly believe it. Yeah. And this isn't a, a Patriots team we're used to. I think what Bill did yesterday and putting in Zappy might have ruined both of their seasons. Yeah. Like I, I he, he, he what what does Bill do? He blocks out the noise. I don't think he did that last night. I think he gave in as soon I, as they were chanting Zappy. Yeah, he, he put him in. It just doesn't feel right, and uh, maybe this is probably an overreaction, but maybe Bill will go out when Tom goes out, and that's just how it ends. Jeez. But. Nonetheless, we must move on. The show goes on. The last game of the one o'clock games, the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Philadelphia. Um, I'm going Philly. I think the defense is too good. Uh, The Miami Dolphins put it to the Steelers on a Sunday night game. I do love George Pickens, and I think Pickett will ultimately end up being a good quarterback in the future. I just don't think it's going to be this year, specifically this game. Yep. Give me the Eagles. Um, They have not lost. Uh, and it's not going to be on Sunday. So, okay, move them on. <laughs> move the sticks. Four o'clock games. Uh, kind of a weak slate, in my opinion. Uh, we got one, one good game, nothing, I guess. Nothing super exciting. No. Uh, Titans. We'll go quickly through these next two, I guess. Well, it doesn't really matter. Titans four and two going into Houston. I have Titans better coach team, better talent. Pretty pretty simple there. Yeah, me too. Um, they seem like they're they're getting things together, figuring out who they are a little bit, and, and leaning on those strengths. Running back, you know, or running games going for them, and they're you know, same sort of thing. I think they're they're limiting the turnovers. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Titans here on the road. Okay, uh, four twenty five kickoffs. Washington Commanders going into Indianapolis Colts, coming off a bad loss in Tennessee, three three and one. Commanders three and four. Uh, Matt Ryan bench, not because of an injury, just because, uh, Frank Wright is trying to 
keep his job. I'm not sure that's the greatest of moves. Uh, and for that reason, I'm going with the commanders. I think Heineke uh, leads them to another victory. Uh, he did it against a not great Packers team. Uh, so I'm going with the commanders here in Indianapolis. And me too. And I said it before last week, I should have gone with my damn gut, but Heineke's got something special in him. Not saying he's a star, but he finds a way to win. People play hard for him. He's, he's gritty. I can see, I can see the commanders right on the cusp of a wild card spot with Heineke at the, at the helm. So yeah, I mean, the Colts have no shot. This is a desperation move. Ellinger is not going to do any better than Matt Ryan. Sure. He's going to do worse. Might provide a spark, but not going to get one done here. No. Uh, moving on, these next three games are four games are, are more intriguing, in my opinion. San Francisco going into Los Angeles. The Rams are coming off a bye. San Fran, uh, who just recently traded for Christian McCaffrey, are at three and four. Uh, I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams here. Uh, I just think San Fran, uh, they keep just, they're so underwhelming. And I always expect them to be better, but... Jimmy has not looked great. Uh, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan really loves the direction his team is going. And I do, I mean, the Rams are the Rams. They're, they're not as good as they were, but when you have Cooper cup and Aaron Donald on, on both sides of the ball at all times, uh, you know, you're, you're in a good position to at least uh, stay in the game. Yeah, this really hasn't happened for me. I want to change my pick, but I'm going to rock with who I selected. Um, You've convinced me, but I'm going to stick with the 49ers. Um, I think it's a must win for them. Don't have confidence in it, but I'm not going to switch my pick now. Uh, I'm going to roll with the 49ers to get one uh, here on the Rams. Okay. I love it. There's going to be a, a different outlook for next week. And I'll, these matchups are fun. Yeah. Uh, the 6-1 and one New York Giants going into Seattle, 425, have to fly across the state. Uh, playing a hot Seattle Seahawks team, and this will be the week the Giants lose. Uh, I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, that might be cockiness, whatever you want to call it. it, might be ignorance, but don't call me when Seattle. I, I've seen enough. I know DK's hurt. Uh, I don't think he'll be back, but I think I'm picking Geno Smith over Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones has been pretty damn good this year. I like what's brewing in Seattle. I think they continue to stay atop of the AFC West. Yep. Um, we're not going to be uh, – I'm not going to be picking up a game on you on this one. I'm rolling with it. Wow. Uh, I'm also going with Seattle. I, the Giants have won a lot of really tough games. Uh, I've got to go across the country here, like you said. Um, I like this to be the one that brings them down to earth a little bit. I think I think they're still a good team, but I think this is just too, too – up-and-coming good teams for going at it. And I'm rolling with the Seahawks, too. I want to see them get a win. Okay. The Sunday night game, three and four Green Bay Packers coming off a loss to the Commanders going into the five and one Buffalo Bills uh, at home. Uh, if there's a game to save the season for the Packers, it's this one. Uh, I don't see it happening. I think the Bills just far more talented. The Packers should be a run-first offense because you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, uh, but they are not that. And for that reason, I think the Bills are going to be 6-1. and one. Me too. Um, this is a far better team. The home team is a far better team um, than, than the, the team that's coming into town. Um, Sunday night, 
I feel like Josh Allen thrives in these in these environments. Bills are going to rise to the test, and I don't know what kind of game we're going to get, uh, but I like the Bills to come out on top. Okay, and last but not least, the Cincinnati Bengals four and three, uh, definitely uh, riding up the ranks. Looked more like themselves from last year going into the two and five Cleveland Browns, who need to hold on for dear life. Uh, for another four weeks uh, for Deshaun Watson to come back. Uh, it's not going to be this week. I think the Bengals have found their groove. I think they're going to continue to be good. And I think they're going to put on pressure uh, onto the Ravens. So I expect them to go into Cleveland and win on that Monday night showdown. Me too. I think uh, I think last week was a kind of a get in the groove type week for them. Um, I can see I'm excited for this game because I think we'll see several bomb type you know like 70 yard pass touchdowns down the just like last week i think they're they've got that long ball figured out now i think they just needed a week of an explosion uh and and the browns just aren't very intimidating here so uh, i like the Bengals to get one done convincingly or not i like them to get it done on monday night okay well that's gonna do it uh this is going to be a very interesting week for standing purposes i believe out of the 15 games, we have five different picks. Uh, that's definitely the most. Yeah, that's that's definitely unheard of. But uh, that's the beauty of these pickums. Uh, this week is a lot of fun matchups. I didn't when I initially glanced over it, I didn't think it was, but so many storylines, and that's why the is the the NFL is a gift that keeps on giving. That concludes the week eight NFL pickums. Another one in the books. And now to finish with a quick conclusion and a few comments by Matt and myself. And it's almost at an end for us today here. So why don't you lead us out of here? Yeah. Uh, once again, another episode down. It's been, uh, it's been good. Four weeks strong. We got a, a good announcement coming next week. Uh, and and that's where we stand. Matt, thanks again for hopping on. Hopefully we'll get you on in the future. It's a pleasure. See you, everybody. Bye. Oh, we're buzzing. And we're talking. Oh, we're buzzing. And we're talking. Buzz talk. Buzz talk.